What's going on, everybody? Cody Barton here with uh, Mr. Matt Beard. We have Pace Morby hopping on here in just a few minutes. Um, guys, welcome to Sunday service. We do this every Sunday night, 7 p.m. Pacific time at some times of the year. Whatever time 7 p.m. Arizona time is in Arizona is when Sunday service happens. We're so happy to have you here. Um, if this is your first time at Sunday service, make sure to uh, check us out on Spotify, check us out on iTunes, listen on the way to work or listen while you're using Batch Driven to drive for dollars. We are happy to have all of you here. Um, this is going to be an exciting night uh, where we're going to be, we of course have a special guest, Mr. Matt Beard. If you're involved in the Creative Financing with Pace Morby Facebook group, um, you're probably familiar with him by now from all the lives he does and all the value he brings. Um, so, you know, happy, happy to have Matt here. Matt, Yo. do you want to share? Because I know we have, uh, you know, typically some new viewers every time. We have some of our, you know, our seasoned viewers. You know, thanks for always being here, everybody. Um, but we do have a lot of new viewers. So if you want to quickly go ahead and introduce yourself, just kind of give like that one, you know, one minute, one and a half snapshot of you. And, you know, we'll get into the topic of tonight. Yes, let's do it. So guys, thank you for uh, having me on here. I'm excited uh, to share this with you guys, Cody and Pace, when he hops on. Uh, this is how I got started. I, I think the topic for tonight is is something that is is really amazing and life changing. It's just driving for dollars and you know getting out there and taking action. That's how I got started. If you guys are not familiar with me, uh, I got started in wholesaling in uh, almost late 2019. It was like August 2019, and I uh, didn't have a bunch of money to get started, so I was out door knocking and using spreadsheets and I was just focusing on pre-foreclosures and just took a bunch of action. And like I always talk about to a lot of people, if you want to make this business work, you have to be consistent. You got to take action uh, because that's how I got started. Humble beginnings, but knocked on doors until I got a first couple of deals. I brought those to my JV partners, which are you guys, Cody and Pace. I did my first probably 30 deals with these guys until I got up and running. And then, you know, Fast forward to where we are now, not that long later, um, we're now business partners in our wholesale business. So I'm excited uh, to be here. I know crazy things can happen, guys, when you take action. And I can't wait to hopefully provide some value to you guys. Awesome. Awesome. So um, let Matt alluded to it a little bit in regards to, you know, getting getting started. Um, I know Matt's going to have some good insight on a few different topics, um, you know, but I think a couple of the main ones on, you know, driving for dollars, getting deals um, when you're just getting started out in the business. Also, you know, probably talk about a little bit on door knocking as well. Just a few of the different ways that for the people that are newest, to get started, you know, what, what can you do? What, what are some of the strategies that you can use to get the deal um, as quickly as possible? Cause that's what it's all about when you're brand new is get that proof of concept. And so um, guys, if you do have questions, um, obviously you have the comment section there, make sure to, you know, post the questions that you have. We'd love to get to some of those tonight. Um, especially for some of you that maybe newer, haven't got your first deal closed. We want to help you out and give back the reason we put the show together uh, was because a few years ago, um, really just when me and Pace were working together, there wasn't anywhere to really go get a lot of good free information. It seems like a lot of kind of gurus per se are starting to come out with more free stuff now, but it's this is something we've been doing for a few years now. Um, and you really just have to recognize you know, the, the value of giving back and bringing back to the community, which is again, why we're here tonight to do that, um, is to continue to give back. So. 
I think the challenge but, with that though, Cody, is when there's free information, you seem to take it for granted a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just remember when I got started, you guys are doing your Sunday calls. Like this wasn't a live. It was just literally like a conference call. You would call yeah. in, you'd enter a code. And it's like, you are now, you know, on the conference Back call. The free and, conference call HD.com. And then, yes. And then there'd be pace just like, yeah, you know, and then Anna did this and such and such and yada, yada. And we made 50 grand. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, that's, that's incredible. You know, and I'm like listening to it on speakerphone and my wife like walks in the room as I'm like sitting in the dark listening to this stuff. And she's like, that's, you know, you got to do that. You got to do that. <laughs> and it's crazy. You know, I never missed those calls because guys, there's so much value on these things. Like there's no fluff. This is real stuff. If you actually start taking action on it, it will literally change everything for you. So like big believer in that for sure. Yes, hundred percent. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that too, just to kind of understand that because people pay Matt Pace, myself, people pay, would pay us a lot of money to be able to, to be able to learn. Um, and so that, that's why we love this is that it gives us a platform to help those people that are new. Cause that was me a couple years ago, right? You know, that was you too, Matt. So, so let's get into the topic tonight. I'm happy to have you guys here. Um, if you have not already, make sure screenshot this, post it up on your Instagram, tag us, share with your friends if you get any value from this. So, so Matt, let's talk about it a little bit. Um, do you want to share kind of, you know, rolling into the topic for tonight, give some insight, insight and perspective on your end? Yeah. So as far as finding deals um, on your phone, like literally guys, I think one of the coolest things that we can do right now, and it's absolutely insane. This is the craziest, I, 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 whatever. It's the craziest stuff in the world that you can literally go from nothing today and start taking action on it right now and literally have fit, like 50, 60, set, like who knows how much money you could have within the next two, three months. If you start taking action on these things, right? I think the topic for today was creatively financing your driving for dollar list and leads and you know, squatting up and finding people to work with. Like, look, if you're resourceful, like resources is never the problem. Like this isn't my line, but resources is never a problem. But if you're resourceful, you will make this business work for you. Like when I went out and I realized I didn't have any money, but I needed to take action guys. Like I was trying to learn all the fancy things. I was looking at Facebook ads and I was looking at all this stuff and like mailers and everyone was saying to do this or do that. But everything got really real for me when my wife told me she was pregnant, right? Like all of a sudden, like, holy crap. I need to do some things that's going to make me uncomfortable. Like door knocking was always there. I was like, oh my gosh, it's just a little bit too extreme, right? <laughs> it's like, I could have done it, but I was like, mm, I'm going to try something else, right? But then I realized, yeah. like, dude, if I don't have the money, I can't be fancy. But if I'm willing to take action, I can really make some traction here. And I think everyone needs that proof of concept. Everyone needs to like, everyone sees a check you know, $12,000 for this person or $30,000 assignment. They see all these things, but that's not real for you yet. You're like, well, you know, what do I need to do to get that? Like, okay, this person's special. This person makes money. Guys, I'm here to tell you right now, nobody in this business is special. Nobody in this whole entire industry is special. Anyone can do this. I promise you anyone can do this if you're willing to do the work. So, you know, again, going back to being creative, you know, I was out door knocking and, you know, I luckily at that time I realized that I didn't know everything. So I found people near me. You know, I knew Cody from in the past and Cody was working with pace and I'd only heard pace from like a three-way call before, but I knew 
they were in the business, they were doing these deals. And if I would simply just go out and find opportunities, like just make it so simple for myself. If I would just go out and find opportunities, that's where the gold is. I would do that. Then I would, I can easily find someone to help me get that deal across the finish line, help me solve my problems so I can get paid and they can get paid. Like literally, <clears throat> I think a lot of people get lost in this because they feel like they, they want to make all the money on a deal. But it's like, I'm not trying to just do one deal, Cody. You know, I'm not trying to do two deals, three deals. I want to do this for the rest of my life. And literally, a deal is better than no deal. And if you can learn from people that are in the business that can give you their perspective, like literally, I would have never got my first deal if it wasn't for Pace. The seller was like, yeah, they want to sell. And then they were like getting all weird. And then I had to call the uncle because the uncle was the, uh, the decision maker. And I was literally going to mess this thing up, you know, big time. Cause the uncle was like, dude, like, who are you? Like, what are you talking about? Yada, yada. And I was like, um, hold on. Let me just, let me, uh, call my partner pace. And I put pace on speakerphone and he's like, oh yeah, we do this, this and this and this. And they end up signing the contract. Right. <laughs> and I made $12,000 off of pace being, you know, being my guy, being my partner. And then they made 12 grand and we were all happy. And then that was my concept. So guys, I'm telling you, if you can be resourceful, if you can do the things like what do you have access to right now? A lot of people, we talk about this. Do you have time? Do you have money? I had more time than I had money. And then some of you guys are like, dude, I don't have either. Then you really need to be resourceful. You really need to be using people within the community. The greatest thing about Sunday service, the greatest thing about Cody and Pace, and that they have a massive Facebook group, Creative Financing with Pace Morby. What is there, like 25,000 people in that group? How many people is in there? Almost 25,000 now. It's insane. Oh my gosh, dude. It's insane. But li literally, you can type in any city in the United States. I guarantee someone's there, right? Hey, I have I have a deal over here. Or, hey, I'm talking to the seller. Can someone help me? Like, There's people who will help you close your deal. There's people who will help you dispo your deal. Yep. You know? Nationwide. It's insane. So uh, I think the topic for tonight is something that I am super duper excited about because literally you can go from nothing and you can be making a tremendous amount of money if you're willing to do whatever it takes. Right. I mean, that's what it comes down to. Are you willing to do whatever it takes? hundred percent. So, so Matt, I want to hear a couple different scenarios here. So if you're on, if you're listening in right now, you're probably in one of two situations, but you know, maybe some of you are in, in both, like Matt was saying, one situation, one is that you have money, but you have no time. So you have money, but you have no time to spend, you know, excessive hours in your business. Um, your second situation is you have no money, but you have a lot of time. You have a lot of time that you could put hours into your business. Um, you know, number three is you don't have time and you don't have, you know, money left over to be able to invest into your business. Those are the three avatars. Every single person on here is in three of those situations, except for some of you that already have your businesses up and running and kudos to everybody on here that has their, their business operating and that's their full-time thing. But that's where a lot of people are trying to get to. So, you know, shout out to you and everyone that's mm -hmm. in that situation can agree with this. Um, so Matt, I think what would be really helpful is maybe give a, you know, a little, a few minutes on each of these topics here. Number one is, you know, again, you have money, no time. Number two, no time, 
but you have money. Number three, you don't got both. You got to figure it out on both ends. So <laughs> yes. those are the three situations that everyone on here is in. So put it in the comment section. Where are you at in your business? If you want to share it, you know, we'll, we're going to be happy to, to run through this. So Matt, do you want to go ahead and, yeah. uh, you know, start running through it? Let's do it, man. Look, like first and foremost, if you have money and you don't have time or wherever you're at, I think a lot of people make the mistake of trying to scale a business that doesn't exist. Okay. If you haven't done a deal, maybe you've done one or two deals, don't really have a business yet. Okay. And that's totally okay. You're going to have to be wearing all the hats. You're going to be taking a ton of action, but you don't have a business. You have a hustle, right? So don't worry about trying to make everything right. Don't try to worry about trying to get all these systems right and all these things that people have in play, but blah, blah, blah. Like, don't worry about that. If you're trying to get started, no matter if you have more time than money or money than time, you got to be willing to do whatever it takes. So going back to that. So let's, let's talk about the first one. Okay. If you have more money than you do time, I think the easy answer to this is delegation, right? You want to make sure that your time is best spent on the highest level activity that it can possibly be. Right? So how do we do that? How do we execute that in this particular realm, real estate investing? You execute that. Obviously I'm a little biased. You execute that with virtual assistants, right? You execute that with someone who can help you prospect because prospect is the biggest time sucking activity in this whole entire thing, right? If you're cold calling, if you're trying to field cold conversations via text, if you're, you know, whatever, you're taking inbound calls, that is the most time sucking activity, right? You outsource that first if you have money to do it. So that way the time you spend, if you work a nine to five, maybe you're six to eight, you're following up on conversations. You're calling leads that were set by your virtual assistants, right? Someone you have paid because you have money, you have paid that virtual assistant to do it. Now, if you don't have enough money to pay for a virtual assistant, then you're probably into the time and money, having no time and no money. Because before you even go down that route, you want to probably have at least four to $5,000 set aside, right? Yep, Who here has four or five grand set aside? If that's the thing, then maybe going the virtual assistant route would be your best bet. Okay. If you have less than that, then you want to go to the next things we're going to be talking about. Okay. So delegation. So your time is best spent on the highest level conversations where you're like, well, Matt, I don't, I suck at selling. I suck. I suck at closing. Okay. Well, you can find someone by squatting up in the Facebook groups that can help you close your deals. Hell, like we have Nick at night. Nick, what, what time does Nick go live? I mean, I think at like four or five o'clock. Like four or five o'clock, we have one of our team members, Nick. He's a badass dude. He's on the phone like all day talking to sellers. If you are that type and you have the money, you're you're getting leads, but you're like, I don't either. You you're not good at the sales, or you're afraid you're gonna mess it up until you get some repetitions. Bring him to Nick. Nick can help you close them. And guys, we have a massive community here that can help you do that. Okay, so that's the first one. You have more money than you do time. Right. Does everybody get that? If you get that, where are you at? Do you have four or five grand set aside? If you don't have four or five grand, let's talk about the next one. Okay. You have more time than you do money. Well, what do you do? Okay. This is where I was. I had more time than I did money. So you got to get creative and you can't get fancy. Okay. You can't yet. Like if you don't have enough money to hire your own virtual assistant, you gotta get your hands dirty, you know? Yeah, man. You can't go off and don't do not go partner with like three other people to hire one virtual assistant. It's the worst thing you can do, right? 
if you want to make this business happen, like those folks that do that, look, I think I get the idea, but you're not going to get a deal for like four or five months. Like who you guys start this business, you start taking action and you're financially vested, whether that's your time or money. Like you want to get a deal in the next 30 days. Like this, the, this action plan we're going to talk about today is like getting deals in the next 30 days. If you guys want to get a deal in the next 30 days, just put like hell yeah in the comments. Hell yeah. I want to get a deal in the next 30 days. So you got time. You don't have the money. Okay. Don't go off and split a VA. So you got to get your hands dirty. What's the best, most effective way to get in front of your target customers? Like, who are you looking for? Like the easiest conversations that everyone is going after are pre-foreclosures, right? The challenge is right now, there's not that many pre-foreclosures. Okay. So you're going to yeah. get through those, but still do it. Don't just like say, well, there's not that many pre-foreclosures in my market. I'm not going to do it. Right. If there's like, at least if there's 10, you go hit those 10. Yeah. Right. If but there's not, 20. there's the forbearance. Mm -hmm. So pre-foreclosures won't want to sell. Right. Uh-huh. Well, look, the thing about pre-foreclosures is like we like, it's almost like sinister to think that they have to have a, like an auction date is the reason why they're selling us their house. Yes. Right. The real reason yes. why they're selling us their house is because they're having some sort of financial distress, regardless of the auction date. Yes. The auction date is like, that's a drop dead date. That is something that you can use as leverage. But I would never put that against someone who's selling me their house, right? Yeah. So pre-foreclosures is a great list, is a great place to start because these people have something going on. You're a problem solver. You can go do it, right? I This was the people that I was door knocking. These are the people I was going after. I was talking to them. I was making some mistakes. You know, someone would say something. I'd be like, oh, my God, what is that? Okay, great, sir. Have a wonderful day. And I go back to my car and I pull up my phone and I Google it. I'm like, okay, perfect. Right. And then I go back and I knock on the next door and then they hit me with something I never heard before. And like chapter seven bankruptcy. Okay. What's the difference at seven and 13? Okay. Let me go back to the car. You know, so it's like just take oh, yeah. action, dude. But the thing is you want to keep your efforts very, very, very focused. If you have time and you don't have money, the worst thing you can do with your greatest resource, which is your time is to spread it too thin, right? Is to do too many things. Yeah. So if you're willing to get your hands dirty, you're willing to do the work. Are you willing to make 50, 60, $70,000 over the next three months? Right. If that is you, then what, like I look at knocking on doors and cold calling the same, like literally someone on the phone could like one phone call could be, could be $10,000. One phone call could be $20,000. One door could change your life because it changed my life and I believe in it. Right. But are you willing to do it? Okay, so you're if you're keeping your efforts super duper focused, what I recommend is you drive for dollars, right? That's pretty simple. The great way to do that is using batch driven because you have the option of doing it in person or doing it virtually. Now there's pros and cons for both. The greatest thing about doing it in person is you're right in front of the house. You have the most recent information. Like you're looking at the property. You can clearly say, okay, there's something going on here. And it gives you the leverage of you can call the homeowner while you're standing outside. You can go knock on the door. Something that I've done in the past when I'm driving for dollars is I'll take a picture of the house and then I'll text it to the homeowner and say, hey, so I'm outside, um, you know, especially this, this works great for absentee homeowners. Hey, I'm outside. I didn't know if you knew if the, uh, looks like the front door is broken in or hey, the, the looks like the windows are broken. Do you know this? that's what's going on over here? Just a complete stranger just texting them with a photo of their house. And it works, man. People respond.
So when you're doing it physically, you have the leverage to do that, right? And you can also, my favorite thing is a knock on the door. Because if, when I was thinking, oh my God, my wife's pregnant, I was thinking, oh my God, I got to get a deal. That means, oh my God, I need to talk to somebody. So I was going to go knock on their door to go talk to somebody. So it gives you that opportunity when you're out driving for dollars. Look, guys, I don't know if this is going to be the same in a year. I don't know if this is going to be the same in two years. All I know is right now you have an incredible opportunity, an incredible opportunity if you're willing to do it, to go get in front of people, right? Who knows what this is going to be like in a couple of years, but I'd much rather do it right now. And like my family says, get while the getting's good. Like I'm going to go knock on doors and I'm going to go make it happen. Right. And it will change everything for you. But some of you guys are like, Matt, well, that's a little extreme, man. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't have the confidence to door knock. Look, like naturally, that scares the hell out of me. My heart was always racing before I went knocking on the door. But I put my goals above my fears. Right. And then what you realize is that the fears really ain't even that thing. You go knock on someone's door. What's the worst thing that can happen? Yell at you, slam the door in your face. And guess how many times that's happened to me? Zero. Zero. When you go to talk to someone, it's funny. They can do it over the phone. They can hang up on you and yell at you. Mm-hmm. But people don't do that when you're right in front of them. In person, people have a hard time. They because they mm-hmm. see you, they like see your face, they see your smile, they look you in the eye. It's like it's like slamming. I mean, I wouldn't say this far, but it's like a version of slamming on the door or on the Girl Scout cookie girl at your right. door. You know, it's like we aren't as approachable because we don't have our favorite cookie you know, for, for the seller. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's like people, they, they feel for you and they're like, you know, they, they're, they're like, all right, you know, this seems like a, a nice genuine person, but I still yeah, I don't give, know I give them the eyes, man. I'm like, come on, <laughs> Look, I'm here to help. <laughs> but for real, man, if you're willing to make it happen, you can freaking do it. Put your, put your goals above your fears. Okay. But if you're still like, Matt, I'm not comfortable doing that. Great. You still have the opportunity to talk to somebody in 2021 right now using batch driven in front of the property you can literally skip trace and call them on your phone or you can text them right 100 let's get to a couple of these comments here real quick matt let's do it. so aaron aaron was saying i was knocking on doors this am that's freaking awesome let's go aaron so it looks like lance i saw uh lance's first time in the uh on sunday service welcome lance you know happy to have you here um, I'm seeing there's a lot of people. It looks like they're getting connected on here with each other. That's what this is for: is getting connected with um, with others within the community. Bryce Herrera, shout out Bryce says Yo, driving Bryce. dollars is the shit. It definitely is, guys. I mean, Matt Matt's going to continue kind of sharing his sharing his insight um, with everyone on on these three different situations, um, but. Part of what you guys should be doing again is connecting with each other in the comments. Saw Jay White came on and said he has a fifteen thousand dollar deal closing on the 29th. Congratulations to you! Um, go, Jay. Amazing. amazing. That's that's the power. I mean, that's that's why being in real estate is so powerful. That you can go from I've seen this happen a lot of times where there's new investors and they're like, dude, I had like three hundred dollars in my bank account. And then I got this deal closed and now I have $15,000, 300 in my bank account. You know, it's, it's, let's go. It's big. It's big chunks. That's why real estate is great. You're getting paid most of the time in some good, good jingles of cash versus, you know, you go work at, 
a lot of different places you make a sale it's not it's a couple hundred dollars maybe but you're right. talking 20 30 grand type missions there you go you can really make it happen so guys make it happen it's up to you first time here only 30 minutes in and it's already go let's go alexander that's matt's on guys that's if you aren't following matt beard where can they follow you matt guys you can hand like i go live every single morning uh, over on my YouTube channel, you can type in Matthew Beard. You can check me out there or uh, Instagram, Matthew Beard underscore. Apparently, awesome. there's already a Matthew Beard, so I had to put a damn underscore <laughs> at the end of my name. <laughs> <laughs> happens, happens. <clears throat> All right, guys. Well, let, let's continue on here. So we were talking oh, about. This is a question you might want to address because I think I think Kenny might have taken that literally that that's the startup. No, Kenny. So here's the thing. I say five thousand dollars because you want to have some money set aside for burn, right? You don't want to go all out. And we see it all the time um, because I'm also one of the owners of VA hub. Um, we see it all the time. People come and they're like, yes, I know I want a VA. I know I need to outsource these things. I just want to be completely transparent with you guys that spending a thousand, two thousand $2,000 today, right? Is, is not the way to go because if you spend it all and you don't get a deal and you don't get a lead, your business is like a roller coaster or it's just red light, green light, red light, green light. And you guys know when you do cold calling, you do texting, any sort of marketing, it takes 30, 45 days to really get any momentum, right? So I said $5,000 because assuming you get a highly trained, high-level high VA, plus your data, plus your tools, plus everything, it's about $2,500. So $5,000 should have you covered for at least 60 to 75 days, which will give you enough time to get yourself a deal. So, But if you don't have that money set aside right? To cover to that two, two and a half month time period, then I would not worry about doing it until you do get that kind of funds. Okay. That's what I meant, Kenny. Oh, here, here's another uh, message from Briggs on that. Get three to four months of expenses saved before you hire you a day. Pretty safe bet. I mean, amazing. That is, that is it. That is, you want to be conservative. I mean, that's, you want to hope for the best, prepare for the worst, which is preparing for the worst is just being a responsible business owner and having some reserves for your marketing. That's what right. that's what real businesses do is they have I mean, reserves. Sometimes you don't know. Sometimes you don't even know. Like if you're just getting started, you start throwing money at stuff. I'm guilty, right? Buying subscriptions, getting a VA, just saying yes to everything because I have some money in my bank account. And then all of a sudden you look one day, you're like, holy shh, I have uh, $200 left. Right. <laughs> so look, you, you, like it's good to plan ahead. It's good to have, um, you know, these things sorted out before you go and hire somebody. I promise you, promise you, promise you do that because you don't want your business to be on that roller coaster. Because if you have to stop your marketing, guys, if you haven't read the book, Fanatical Prospecting, please read it. If you have to stop your prospecting, it could take your business two or three months to even get the momentum slightly back rolling again. So plan ahead for sure. 100%. Aaron has a question on the topic because you were answering question two on the, uh, I believe, I believe mm -hmm. it was on question two. I'm not sure, but he was asking, mm -hmm. what are the main things that you're looking for when you're driving for dollars, Matt? Yo, Aaron, what's up, man? Hope you're doing well. Uh, thanks for asking this question. So driving for dollars, we're looking for properties that have multiple issues. Okay. I think about me, if I'm going to have to make these calls or I have to knock on someone's door, I want it to be so apparent that this property is so dang ugly that something's got to be going on. They're not taking care of the lawn and there's broken windows and it needs painting and the roof has a tarp on it. And right. 
So when it comes to yeah. driving for dollars, I'm doing the ands. I'm not just looking for bad landscaping or. Cause that know. could have been my old house if it was just bad landscaping. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, you know, if the landscapers don't come out of my house, you know, right. But yes, like it, it needs to have like multiple, multiple issues there. And so, yeah, you want to, you know, when you look at issues with a house, like a broken down car in the driveway, maybe, you know, they've been working on it. <laughs> I, I don't know. You see this all the time with our dream prospect. There always <laughs> seems to be like a broken down car in the driveway. At least so, one. Yes. At least one or two, right? I don't know if they're getting it ready for an Indy car. Right? I don't know. But, um, you know, you're looking at broken down cars, bad paint, the roof, just signs of neglect. It's like sometimes like the blinds in the window, like freaking sun dried and broken and stuff you can only you can only imagine what the inside of the house looks like so we're looking for multiple things um not just like one or two because if i'm the one door knocking or if i'm the one calling i want it to be the ugliest of the ugliest because if i get that person on the phone there's a good chance that they might want to sell their house because they're having some sort of financial distress that's what it signals right i don't know what's going on in their life i don't know if they're just nasty people right but if that house is ugly they probably got to the point where it's just beyond, they don't have the money to catch it up and get it right again. 100%. I think, you know, that that's one of the, you know, the big things is realizing that obviously things on houses become expensive. So a lot of times, you know, people that can't afford to fix them up or tired landlords. I mean, you'd be surprised at how many houses we buy that these landlords, they, they don't ever go back to go check on their asset. They just have tenants in there for years and years and years. And then they find out they're like, oh my gosh, this thing looks like crap. My tenant <laughs> totally jacked this whole place up. I don't want to spend the money to fix all that. Right. Like literally I was at one today where the homeowner lives in a different state. What's the story? Tell the story on this one. Like, okay, we're real quick, guys. We're going we're gonna to detour because Pace isn't here yet. So I have to be the one to detour our conversation. Shout out Pace. <laughs> Um, so let's, let's talk on this. You have, where'd this lead come from? What was the marketing channel? Where'd the lead come from? What's the, what's the situation? Yes. So this lead was actually, I love it because it's perfect timing. This is actually a driving for dollar lead. Stop. So shout out, shout out. Really? Hey, yes. Um, so this is a driving for dollar lead. Okay. We reached out to this homeowner. He lives in a different state. So knocking on the door would have done nothing, right? We can see in batch driven that it's absentee owned and it's been clearly sitting vacant for a while. Like the windows are boarded. Um, but you know, they had like a sailboat on the side of the house and just oh, like gosh. just grass grown is crazy. Um, but I can imagine that's why it made a driving for dollar list, right? This property is probably tucked away somewhere on someone's big, huge list. But by driving for dollars, we're able to find the homeowner. We're able to stay super duper targeted. With that our, was a newer list. That or that was a newer home, so that wouldn't be on your like old, older equity type homes. Right. Exactly. So, like these kind of opportunities, like even in our business today, where we have VAs calling and we're in different markets and doing these things, we still drive for dollars because it works. Okay. We reached out to this homeowner via cold call. Okay. Our VAs called this person. He says, "Yes, I do want to sell, but the challenge is." I don't live there and I definitely want to go by and pick up some stuff. I haven't been there in a really long time. Okay. His son has lived, had lived in the property and got it to the point where, you know, I don't know if it was his son's friends or whoever's living with him. They really messed up the house. He's like, yeah. So my son tried to repair the, the tub in here and I'm like, Oh my God, there's like drywall uh, going on and the top of the, it's, it's just really messed up. 
and it had like a water leak. So the, the floor around it, uh, they had a hardwood floor and that needs to be torn up. And I mean, this guy, you can tell he's just overwhelmed. I mean, he, he's probably like in his sixties and he can't maybe even older. I don't know, but he can't take care of this stuff. Right. It needs a bunch of work. And the guy's educated. He understands what the property would sell for if he was to fix all these things. But honestly, number one, he doesn't live in the state. And number two, he didn't have the money to fix it. So he's looking for something that is just easy and simple transaction. Okay. So we cold called him. He said, yes, I want to sell. I'm just not in the state. I'm going to be driving in. I would like to meet you guys. So he drove in uh, this weekend. Um, you know, when I met with him today and he was walking me through the house and I didn't realize how bad it was. But, you know, when we see when we see a free and clear home that had, needs a lot of work, look, that is money like back. Like Christmas morning. Yes, that is amazing, especially on a newer built house, you know. Dude, yeah, mostly it's like on a 1960 house in a terrible neighborhood. Oh, right. yeah, this is normal, but. Right, we're really yeah, like, oh my God, we're probably going to have to redo the plumbing and all this stuff. Plumbing, electrical, yeah. you know, all that. And what I don't do, guys, is I don't beat up the homeowner on price. And I don't beat them up on the condition of the house either. This place needed a bunch of work. So the last thing I want to do, and this is a great way to just kill any sort of rapport. I want you guys to take note of this today. Do not beat them up on the house. Don't be like, oh, my gosh, the kitchen needs all. That doesn't work either. Like, oh, my. Like, do you know how much this is going to cost? Right? Dude, like, he knows that this property needs work. They understand that. That's why they're selling it to an investor like you. The last thing you should do is beat people up on their price and beat people up on the condition of their house. Look, I want to get to know this person. I want to build rapport. And that's exactly what I did today. Um, you know, and I, uh, we had a mutual understanding that, yo, this obviously it needs work. And I think you're being fair with your asking price. Let's work together on it. Right. So great opportunities come from being super focused, even at our level, even at the things that we do, like driving for dollars is still a cornerstone because this deal alone, guys, like, I mean, the top end of this value is about $125,000 more than what he's asking. So I think we can make this one a deal. Okay. And this came from driving for dollars. Literally, uh, the only money that we spent on this was skip tracing and calling, right? We have VAs. But going back to the time money thing, if you have the time, you're out driving for dollars, you can literally skip trace this person and call them. Now, understand this is a numbers game. You're probably going to get one lead in 500. You may get one deal in every 1,500 properties you add. And you're like, oh, my God, there's so many properties. Dude, you can, do, you can knock out 1,500 properties in two weeks if you're motivated. Just imagine what that would do if you're willing to get it done. So, yeah, I mean, really cool story. Guy, guy drove out. Pretty straightforward. Property needs a bunch of work. It's a newer build. I'm looking at it like, dude, this is an amazing, this is going to be a really, really, really good deal. And, and I'm excited to work with them. But again, it's all about solving problems and making convenient for them because that's what he wanted. He just wanted convenience. He knew that if he put the money into the property, he could resell it. Yeah. He wanted convenience and he wanted ease and he wanted someone to help him work with it, like work with him on his timeline. So all those things uh, taken into consideration. Easy peasy. We do that all day. 
Amazing. Amazing. Um, you know, I, I, I love that just because it's just, I think a lot of people, especially people that are newer, think people need to have like 87 different things happening in their life for them to be able to sell. Like they need to be in pre-foreclosure. It needs to be vacant. It, they need to be divorced, divorcing, tax <laughs> default. They need to have just lost their leg. They need to be in the hospital and maybe they'll sell it to me for a discount. Like guys, sometimes people just want to sell because of convenience. It's right. like, that's my people, favorite. Yes. Those are the best because they're just like, yo, like I know it needs a lot of work. I don't want to do the work. I know you're going to, but you're an investor. Like we'll, we'll work it out here. I mean, that's this. it's like the same in the car world. Why do, if anyone on here has ever traded in a car, you know, absolutely for certain myself included, I got wrecked trading in a car <laughs> the dealership. They just wreck you. Like, sure, you can go sell that Kelly Blue Book for $25,000. we are going to give you sixteen. Like, it's yep. just like. <laughs> and it's like normal. Like, we know what's happening. And we're, yes. we're okay with it. You know? Yes. We're just like, yeah. And then you get them up to 18. You feel good about it. It's like the yeah. equivalent of a seller. You know, it's 250s retail. We're buying it. We want it at 160 but we'll settle at 180 It's the same right. thing. But they're solving your problem. They're putting you in a new car and you're happy. Yeah. Yes. You're just like, all right, I just got out of that. Like, you know, my check engine light just went off today. So hopefully <laughs> during those, you know, the checkout, it's still off. Like yes. that's the same thing. It's the same thing. Exactly. <laughs> Cause yeah, you can go post it yourself and have people come over and look at it and they're like, you know, having to deal with the whole transaction. Look, it's, it's, it's always convenience. Like one of our favorite customers that we work with are going to be folks that value convenience. Right. So easy, yeah. easy, easy. Uh -huh. 100%. It can be done. So Matt, I'll, I'll throw it back to you. We'll keep going through. Uh, do you want to do a quick recap for the other uh, other people that have hopped on so far yeah, tonight guys. Um, of cool. what you went through, just like number one, number two, and now going to number three? Yes. So you're just getting started. We talked about you have, there's three customer, there's three people avatars. Like, where are you at? Are you someone who have, maybe you have more money than you do time, right? So there's a different solution for folks that have more money than time. You make you uh, a lot of people get in this business. are like, I want to find somewhere to park my money. I have a great job is paying me six figures per year, but you know, it's not fulfilling. It's not making me happy. I would love to do real estate investing full time. Right. But how do I get there? So the person that has money set aside and you know, I think it was Kenny who asked earlier. So he's like, do you need 5,000? You need to have at least $5,000 set aside. So that will give you enough time to bridge the gap from getting started to getting leads coming in to getting your first deal. 60 to 90 days, you set, if you have $5,000, I say, okay, now we're back. So that is the part, like if you have more money than you do time. Now let's go to time rather than money. We talked about driving for dollars and knocking on doors. Right. If you don't want to knock on doors, you can cold call. You can text. The idea is still the same. You're going out. You're physically driving for dollars. You're out in front of the properties. I didn't get to go into the pros and cons really that much. But again, if you're just getting started and you're like, I have more time than I do money, that was me. I was knocking on doors. But you have to figure out where are you at? <clears throat> are you kind of are you the type of person who doesn't want to door knock? Then you should be cold calling. Right. But honestly, if you're trying to make this business work fast, you're in the and business. You should be door knocking and you should be cold calling and you should be texting. You should be doing all the things to make it work, to make it happen. 
Okay. So there's obviously an advantage of doing it physically because you have the opportunity to knock on the door, take photos of the properties, text it, do all those things. But it's not the scalable model. The scalable model is the virtual driving for dollars, which you can have a VA do it for you. But again, you're not there yet. You have more time. You should be doing it physically. You should be out in your market, finding those deals and making it happen. Just like the person I met with today would have never happened if we didn't have someone driving for dollars. Okay. Now you're in the other end of the spectrum. You're like, well, the third avatar, you don't have time. You don't have money. Well, you think you don't have time. Yeah. yeah. You, you may not have money. I don't know where you're at in your bank account, but yeah. you think you don't have time. You're like, man, I work a nine to five, bro. I'm barely making this thing happen. I'm living paycheck to paycheck, you know, and I'm trying to get out of this thing, but ultimately I got bills to pay. So I can't quit this damn job quite yet. Right. <laughs> so here's, here's what you do. If you got a nine to five or you have a full-time job and you're working way too much hours and you don't have the money you wish, like you don't feel like you're being compensated fairly. You still find time to do the work. Okay. You can't quite yet get a VA. You still have to do the stuff that's not fancy. I promise you, maybe you have less time than this other guy. Maybe you have less time than someone who's out physically driving for dollars all the time and they can go and do this stuff. How can you leverage your time otherwise? You can virtually drive for dollars before you go to work. You can physically drive for dollars before you go to work. But if you're, I know I always get these special circumstances when I say this stuff. It's like, well, Matt, I work nights. I get off at 3 a.m. and all this other stuff. It's like, literally, I don't know what your schedule looks like, but you can virtually drive for dollars at any point in time, right? You just got to take action, man. What, what, what can you do to replicate the time? The people who have more time than money, how can you leverage a little bit of time you have to still get the job done, right? If that's virtually driving for dollars, hey, maybe on your lunch break, instead of playing uh, Fortnite or whatever on your cell phone, maybe you should be driving for dollars, right? <clears throat> I don't know what your schedule looks like, but ultimately you got to make it happen. If you're not adding 40 to 50 properties a day, driving for dollars, then you need to be doing more. And I promise you, if you get off work at five or six, it's the same idea of like working out and prioritizing working out, right? Some people are like, man, I just don't have time to work out. But then there's people who work all day, still find time to go to the gym at seven, work out for, you know, an hour and a half, get home, eat and go to bed. Right. Yeah. Always have time for doing the things that matter. So if that's virtually driving for dollars or physically driving for dollars, you know, once you get off work, whatever time that is, you can go make it happen. Okay. You can virtually, you can do it physically. Ultimately, you're just trying to build a list. So maybe if you're working nine to five Monday through Friday, you're building that list, building that list, building that list virtually. If that's your, if that's your plan, Saturday and Sunday, you get to work. Saturday and Sunday, you're out, you're call, you're calling all day. You're, you're texting, you're calling, you're knocking on doors. That's how you make it happen. Even if you have less time than this other person, you can get some incredible traction by doing that. The challenge is, I can say this right now, and you might be fired up and you might be jacked up sitting here on a Sunday morning. I'm at Sunday night and you wake up Monday morning. And you're like, I'm going to do it. Uh, and it doesn't get done. And here comes Tuesday and it doesn't get done. And Wednesday, it doesn't get done, right? That actual doing of the thing is the hardest part can give you all the stuff here on Sunday service. But if you don't do the thing, nothing's going to change, right? And you have to do it consistently. Even when you feel like it isn't working, even when you add a thousand properties driving for dollars, you still haven't gotten a, a deal. Maybe after you added 2000 properties, you still haven't gotten a deal. I promise you it's not if 
is win. You just have to be consistent regardless of whatever resources you have. 100%. I mean, the thing people have to look at is like, how long are you going to continue letting that be an excuse? I mean, there's people I know from, you know, after graduate, you know, that have graduated high school with, and they still make the same excuse. I don't have time to start. I, I know people that have wanted to start their own business since I was in high school. And I did. And a lot of people still, they're just like, it's not the right time. Oh, are you kidding me with COVID? It's not the right time. What did we do? We started more businesses during COVID. You know, after COVID, it'll be, well, now my job is so steady and secure. Why would I, you know, it's not the right time to do that. And at the, there's always going to be an excuse at all times. So like, there's never a better time than now to get started doing what you want to be doing. You're, you're delaying the life that you're wanting to live by delaying the action that you're taking on a day-to-day -day basis. You have to give this business time to compound, you know, creating that compound effect for you to be able to get results. And part of that is doing some of those things that are uncomfortable at the beginning. But here's the deal. If you do a good job over the next six to 12 months and make, make some, you know, do some deals, make some money, understand your business, hire some people, you then won't have to do everything. You won't have to do every single step within your business. You've been able to outsource some of that. So you just have to keep the end in mind and make the time for what you're doing. I mean, if you have a full-time job and you go home, what are you doing from six to nine? Like you get home at five, five thirty. what are you doing from six to nine? Always oh, say, oh, I got to eat and I got to, you know, this, and I got to be able to watch some TV before I wind down for the night. Like guys, like you got to just do whatever it takes. I mean, there's no real excuse. There's people from all walks of life making it work in this business. That's, that's it at the end of the day. Shout out Rachel Swartz. Uh, you have to take action and be consistent. That's what it's about. Doesn't mm -hmm. matter. Some people are going to hit it faster than others. Somebody on here got their first deal, their first month in the business. Somebody else on here, it took them 13 months, someone else 17 months. Everyone is at a different speed. You don't want to compare yeah. yourself. You're running your race, run your race. Don't compare that's, to other people. That's what I was going to say. I, I feel like the most consistent, the, the people who are most successful with this business or really any business are the people who can stay in your own lane and realize this is going to happen on your own timeline, right? And then you also got to ask like, what's going to make you happy, right? Is, is busting your tail to get these deals to like understanding this is going to take some work. Is that, are you happy doing it? And this is something you're not happy doing. You're not happy with the hustle Then maybe working a, a, a job that's structured is maybe the best fit for you, yeah. right? Maybe this isn't the right thing for you. And that's, mm -hmm. that's definitely something that not a lot of people talk about. But you, know, you can still real estate invest. Right. You can still buy rentals. You can right. still be a part of being a private lender that you can right. still be involved. 100%. You can still do real estate. We're talking about wholesaling. We're talking about finding deals. We're talking about getting these big chunks of cash. It is a hustle. It takes work. And if that's not right for you, there is other ways to get into the game. Right. And I think that's something that people don't really talk about that much. So stay in your lane. Ask yourself what makes you happy. Like, what do you really want? And then, yeah, take action and do it. Like you're what Cody said, like we started businesses during COVID and that's not to say like, oh yeah, look at us. We started all these businesses and stuff. It's like, no, when everyone else was trying to shut down, we can sit, we pedal to the metal, man. Gas was on the floor and we, we tried to start all these other businesses and we're doing these other things while, you know, and it created a massive amount of momentum because these other small places were shutting down. It's like, you know what? Let's just see what happens. Like, look what happened by just staying with it.
right? Even during like times when we didn't even know what was going to happen. Like you guys have done how many flips since then? I mean, a, a lot. I mean, probably five dozen or so. Right. And I guarantee you guys have been getting momentum. Like if you, if you were to shut everything down, like you would have still been trying to pick up the pieces right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And all the lessons you learned. hundred percent. I mean, you know, there's a lot to be said about like whether you take action or not during, you know, times when other people are fearful. Um, and speaking of that, I think that segue is really good, uh, you know, into Owen's question here. Mm-hmm. Um, so Owen has, Owen's saying, so I believe the foreclosure moratorium is up in June. What do you guys see, uh, foresee happening here? Like, is this going to be forever pushed back? Not to sound like a butthole, but I'm excited for the good deals. Now, I'm going to share my quick opinion on this, Matt. I want to hear what your thoughts are on this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, my thoughts on this is there's a couple ways that I see this going. Number one is Biden has announced, you know, there is a bill that was proposed where it would push back everybody that was in forbearance. It would just throw the amount in forbearance on the back of the loan. People would have the option to extend terms out 40 years. It has, I don't believe at this time it's passed, but that's something proposed by Biden. So if that happens, there's going to be even more of a shortage of inventory because that inventory won't hit the market. Um, my second thought is if that doesn't happen and say that a lot of properties go in, you know, out of forbearance and into foreclosure, I think, you know, the market is so short inventory, it's going to get absorbed. That that inventory is going to get absorbed. We're down 40% inventory from last January to now from, you know, January, 2020. So our inventory has shrunk so much. If all of the forbearance foreclosure inventory came on the market, it wouldn't even touch close to 40% additional inventory. So we're still going to be, I believe we're still going to be seeing a lot of the same stuff going on. And those people that are going to foreclosure, honestly, hedge funds are going to be buying them at auction anyways and paying more than anyone on here. So it doesn't matter to any of us. It literally does not matter. I, I in my opinion, I don't think it ma- matters at all. People I think, are like, yeah, I think the, yeah, I think the better ahead. opportunity is right now before they even hit, you yes. know, because when they do hit, yes. everybody's going to know, right. Yes. The hedge funds who've been like chomping at the bit, ready to buy those suckers are going to be yeah. gone like this, yes. you know? Um, so I mean, I don't see it as anything crazy. Like the thing I want a lot of people to understand is these, these people that we're buying houses from right now, a lot of them are having the same financial distress. It's just their property's not in foreclosure. It's not showing that. But once we buy the house, we realize like we're, we're talking to the seller. We're like, there's a lot of times we realize that they're three, four five months they're behind on their payments. They're just yeah. not in foreclosure yet. Yeah. Right. So like there's the opportunities that we're finding right now is amazing because yes, this market, like I think it, you also like the markets that are like in migration, like Phoenix and you know, all these other super duper hot markets. It doesn't matter when these foreclosures hit. Cause it's going to be insane with the people who want to buy them. And I think a lot of people are like trying to wait around to see when that happens. But again, like most of our opportunities right now are coming from, yo, these people are already having the financial distress. Everyone experienced COVID. There's like no one immune to that. So a lot of these opportunities are people who would eventually be on that list. So like take action right now on your distress list. These people, like the one I went to today from driving for dollars, he's months behind. He hasn't paid his taxes in three years. Hasn't paid his property taxes in three years. And like he's behind on all sorts of stuff. There's an HOA and all these other, like look, these properties would be on a foreclosure list somewhere and it will. And like whenever that time is, I don't know. But ultimately like we, if you start taking action on these distress lists right now, 
looking for the ugly properties, I guarantee you'll be finding some that would otherwise be on a foreclosure list here very soon. Yep. Yep. No, I mean, um, I, I love that perspective because I think a lot of people are waiting. It's like the same people that are like, I'm going to wait till the market crashes before I buy real estate. It's like, oh my gosh, like you're going to wait forever. It's yes. like not wait to buy real even, estate. You won't even be in a good position. Like who knows? You're, yeah. you're, you just went out and bought a brand new car two months and two months ago. And now you don't have cash. And you're like, you're a lot of folks feel like they're waiting around to, for a gold rush. Look like the smart play is to get in and get in right now. Right. Every day we're looking for more properties to buy. Right. Regardless of what happens to the, the economy or whatever, you just got to get in. You know, I think it, this, it goes for like so many different investments, crypto stock, all kind of stuff. Yeah. Everybody's waiting for the big hit. But you guys, like right now, if you if you're like that's just the the day trading mentality. But if you're in this for the long game, you get in right now. The best time, sure, it would have been ten years ago. The next next best time is like right now. Yeah, and and I think yeah, you know, people have to understand that it's like it's not it's not a sexy thing. So I get it, but like the sexy thing is building wealth long term and, you know, getting in now and starting the process, start buying properties because the more, the more you're involved, like the first, you think the first rentals I bought were like the best ever. Like the first flip, the first flip I had was a nightmare because I didn't know what I was doing. The first rentals I bought, I screwed up so much stuff. Oh my gosh. It like still haunts me today. Years later. But you know, it's, it's, that's just, but now I know, I know better. And you don't get to that point of knowing better until you just go through the swamp and just figure it out. <laughs> right. And it, there's like, there's no amount of knowledge you can lead, you can learn in the book, seminar, course, whatever, that you're going to learn from actually doing the thing. Right. And that is what's going to be your greatest learning experience. Like Cody, I'm sure you've read tons of books on real estate investing. You run read ton of things about acquiring rentals and this stuff. And then when you actually bought some rentals, you made a bunch of mistakes and that was yes. huge, right? Yes. Like no one talks about like how to like set up your homeowner's insurance properly. Nobody <laughs> talks about in these books. They're just like, get it. You need it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Like, you know, get homeowner's insurance, get, um, you know, you, what happens when, one of your tenants moves into your property, lies about what they're doing for a living and is doing drugs in your house and brings in a dog that's not supposed to be in the house and then brings in uh, a new boyfriend that's a, a convicted felon. And then and that would be a very specific family. book. <laughs> yes. But they don't talk about those stories, no. though. They're just like, oh, yeah, the, the toilets, like problems with toilets. It's like that's just like, hey, I have 110 rentals. Life is good. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like, I have 110 rentals and you know, everything's perfect. My life is amazing. You know, right. you get an occasional tenant call, but they don't talk about these stories and these books. So, but it's obviously they do. you get the real deal doing yeah. the thing. So guys don't, don't wait on the sideline, man. Don't wait on some perfect scenario to happen. I mean, like last year when COVID hit all those eye buyers backed out and we we're like, Yes. Let's yes. go. Yes. Let's make it yeah. happen. You know, like it was, it was insane. Let's just keep pushing. And what happened was it also led way for like so many other businesses that we had been putting off that we were almost like for a second operating out of scarcity, like, Oh my God, we got to make this stuff happen. Yeah. Right? And it, and it was great. It like it, it led. So I think 
there's a lot of things that could happen from like tough situations. And I think right now, guys, you can go out and start talking to homeowners and start solving some problems, regardless of whatever happens with foreclosure. There's people who are having a very tough time right now and maybe selling their house is not the thing for them. But if you come value first, you can maybe point them in the right direction. So when the time is right for them to sell, you'll be the person you sell, they'll sell their house to, right? So that's what's happening nationwide. There's some people who's had it very tough, right? And as they keep printing money, inflation's going up. So house prices are going up like crazy, right? And this is nationwide, but people are still out of work, right? So there's, there's a lot of stuff. And even the effects early on of not catching up. So, so someone misses one payment of 1500 bucks and they're living month to month, right? That's almost unsurmountable. They can't make that payment. And then two months, three grand, where in the world are they going to get three grand, right? And there's still people, you know, four, four or five, six months behind that haven't hit the foreclosure yet. And their great thing about this group in creative finance, if you know subject to in creative finance, there's going to be some amazing opportunities for folks that are like, yo, I want to sell my house. I don't even know how you're going to buy it. I just bought it two years ago. There's no equity. And, I, and I'm like $5,000 behind, right? Bam, subject to help this person get out of their house and you can buy it, right? Amazing stuff that you guys can be doing. But it doesn't happen by watching Sunday service and watching videos on learning how to structure everything just right and how to talk about subject to. You learn it by going out and getting those repetitions and putting yourself in uncomfortable situations. But if you're able, if you're willing to do it, you can make some crazy traction in the next two months. 100%, 100%. So guys, let's take, we're just going to take the next couple of minutes. It is Sunday night. So, and we did borrow Matt to hop on and share with us tonight and bring a lot of value. So Matt, appreciate you hopping on. Yeah, uh, but you know, fun, for, I know it's, it's a great time. I love, I love Sunday service. And so if guys, if you have any questions, make sure to put those in the comments right now. We're going to get to a few questions before we wrap this up. Um, and you know, we'll, we'll sound, send everyone off for a, an amazing week. Let's do it. Let's, let's see what we Come got on, guys, here. If you haven't yet, like I see like the number of likes over here. If you haven't liked this or you haven't hearted this, if you guys got some value today, please hit that like button, hit the little heart button. It helps us for sure. And it makes my, it makes me feel good inside when I see a bunch of likes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, I did see a question. Okay, here. Let's take this from Aaron real quick. How do you respond to this current mindset? It's too hard. There's too much competition, not enough deals. Oh my gosh. This is for me? Yeah, this is I you. Love it. Uh, so gosh, abundant mindset. I think being surrounded by, number one, they need to be surrounded by people that are doing deals, right? They need to see that this is happening at a high level. It's easy for me to say, you just need to have an abundant mindset. You need to think that there's a ton of opportunities out there. Look, if you're doing this, you to say, Matt, right? Exactly. It's but the thing is, if you're willing to like go be around people that are doing deals, right? I think that is another way to shift your mind really quick because you'll realize these are regular ass people, man. These are normal people doing deals. And if they can do deals, I can do deals. So there is unlimited supply. If you grow your network and you squat up with people, there is unlimited amount of deals out here. There's unlimited opportunities. JVing, going direct to seller, finding so many things. Like, yes, it's easy for me to say, you just need to think that there's a ton. There is, but find people to work with and let people know that you're their guy. 
let people know that they can count on you and you can help them. Whatever your skill set is, is your skill set with systems, right? There's plenty of people in the sub two community. That's their favorite thing in the world is setting up stuff. And they're there to help other people do those things. And then some people are like, I love talking to seller. Let me help you close. And there's some people who can just look, there's the community here for squatting up, find people to work with. There is too many people that is here to help you succeed. That's what I'm saying. This opportunity right now, I don't know what it's going to be like in two years, three years, right? But right now you have a community full of people. Like I see in the comment section, like, where are you at? Oh, I'm here. Oh, where are you at? I'm over here. Where are you at? I'm awesome. over here. Amazing. It's insane. Dude, people are here to help because look, if you can win and they can win too, amazing. Like, I don't know. I'm totally down with getting $8,000 and someone else getting $8,000 because that changes everything for me. Yes. Right? I'd much rather have $8,000 and $0. Let's yes. work something out. Let's partner. Let's squat up, man. That's what's in the, the comment section. It is, look, it is competitive, right? If, if this was easy, everyone would do it is the truth. The fact is you got to work and you got to get your hands dirty, but there is just too many opportunities. You can turn that competition, right? Into collaboration, flip it and work with these people. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Well, let's take we'll take an uh, let's take two more questions and then we'll wrap it up. I know I saw Ken post this a little bit ago, and I felt like it was something that's perfect for you to address right up your alley. So Ken's question, or may, more so comment, is my thing is VAs don't understand how Americans communicate. I have heard about VAs messing up deals for investors. Yeah. What do you think about that, Ken? I promise you. They can if you put the time in, but guess what? My VAs mess up opportunities every single day, right? Every single day, my VAs are not going to be as good as me, right? They're not going to close deals like I can, but the reality is if I'm still the person in that role doing the things, I can't do the other things that I want to do. I don't know. How, like, would well, you want to get three deals a month based on your time? that you work and you bust your tail to get those deals or would you rather get six deals a month, but you have nothing, none of your time in there, right? You're getting your VAs consistently calling, um, doing the communication, doing the follow-ups, doing the closing. Like we have now trained our VAs to go from start to finish from cold call to talking to sellers, negotiating contracts and getting it done. Right. And reality is it's taken us a lot of time to get there. A lot of coaching, a lot of time before I've actually felt good to hand that off. But I tell my VAs every single day, your job is to go make mistakes, right? Your job is to go out there and mess up, bring it back, and we will fix it. Bring it back, we'll correct it, and you continue on. That's a part of our culture. So you can't be afraid to delegate these tasks to VAs, right? You can't be afraid to delegate this to anything. Reality is it's your business and no one's going to care about it as much as you do. But if you want to grow that thing, you've got to be willing to hand that off, coach, and be there as support and let them do their thing. Give them the freedom to go out and mess up. And I promise you, it'll change everything. They can communicate. They can be trained, right? If you have the right person, they have the right attitude. That's the only thing I care about. If a VA has a good attitude, I can give them the skills they need, right? I can train them. I can give them the tools. I can give them the data. I can give them, you know, my call recordings. I can give them all the things. And you, like, I think we overthink this a lot. Is not that hard. It's very simple. Our, all of our sales calls are very structured, right? There is a sales system. There is a way that they go. we go about training our VAs to make it predictable. And it can be done, but you got to be willing to put in the work. And I promise you it's worth it. 
because once they can do it, you're able to then work on the other things that are important in your business. Yes, sir. So I'm going to take, let's see, uh, we have a couple here. Let's take, let's take this one, Matt, since we're already on the topics of VAs, uh, We have a question from Ray here. Last question we'll do tonight, guys, is, hey, Matt, any tips on training a VA to be a lead and then an acquisition manager? Yep. So there, there is a, there's a step-by-step process. What we do is we upgrade our VAs. We, we, uh, we promote from within, so to speak, right? Our cold callers and texters, mainly our cold callers, people who've shown that they can communicate, they're emotionally intelligent. We will promote them to a lead manager. That's not that big of a difference because that's still on a script. If you guys don't have our lead managing script, you can send me an email, mattbeard at vahub.com. I'll get you a lead managing script. It's not that big of a difference. Okay. It's very simple. All they're doing is furthering that conversation. I can teach them the script. There are some things, little tactics that we do within there that we teach them how to price drop and we, you know, do some, you know, anchoring or whatever that might be, but it's all done on that call. And it's not that big of a difference. If they've already proven themselves on the cold call, some people are like, well, how long does this take? Like how long should someone be cold calling before they become a lead manager? It could be two weeks. It could be a month. If someone is emotionally intelligent and knows what they're doing on the call and knows what a good lead is, and they know how we make money in our businesses, then I'll move them up to be a lead manager soon. We have two right now that have, that weren't with me for like more than three weeks before I put them in a lead managing role. Right. And then I see what their real capacity is. And then if they're good at the lead managing role, they've gone through the script, they've gotten their repetitions. Typically I put them in the lowest leverage conversations. The people that were like asking retail, you guys know if you're generating leads, how many people want retail? A lot of them, (laughs) a lot of people. I'll put them on those conversations so they can get their repetitions. And then once they get comfortable with that, I'll start slowly implementing, you know, other tactics. We have like a library of objections. So I'll let them hear like, oh, when someone says they need to sleep on it or someone says they need to think about it or whatever, like here's what we do. We have it very structured for those guys. So eventually they can start taking the acquisition. And that's a bigger leap because on the acquisition side, they're just furthering the lead managing conversation, right? They're like, okay, Mr. Seller. So, I mean, if I'm able to do that, if I'm able to get that approved, what happens next? Right. Well, I guess that's on a contract. Okay. So, you know, blah, blah, blah. They'll go through the sale and like, okay, well, you know, do you have an email? Because, you know, what we're going to do is we're going to send the agreement over to you. We're going to go over together, make sure it makes sense, blah, 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 blah. This is all done with VAs now in our business. And we, we, in our, in our bomb CRM, I'm going to plug bomb CRM because in our CRM, we can generate the contract. We send it to our prospect and all done while the VA is on the phone with them. They go over the contract get a signature, and then do the post-sale. Post-sale is important to remove buyer's remorse. If you guys have heard Pace talk about the Sandler sale method, post-sale is very important, and that's the biggest change that the VA has to get ready for. They have to understand title. They have to understand escrow. They have to understand the rest of our team and how that works, but it can certainly be done, but it just takes time. Okay, so very structured, lead manager to acquisition. You have the right things in place. It, it's, it's not that crazy. I think we, we get stuck in the details, right? You, I think a lot of folks, you haven't even, a lot of folks haven't even gotten a deal yet. And they're thinking about well, what's a lead manager and then what's an acquisition? Like, what are all these things? Like, it's not that complicated. The reason why it's complicated right now for you is because you don't have enough opportunities. 
You don't have enough people to work. You don't have enough people to have to follow up. The lead managing role came about because we had so many people that we couldn't follow up on. And I suck at follow up. So I put a VA in that role to do that. Right. So your job right now is to go freaking take some action, start building a crazy list, start building a crazy pipeline of opportunities, start making some money and then start plugging in VAs into roles that you're like, dude, I'm not good at this. So that's how you build it. That's how you grow it. Amazing. Amazing. So much value, Matt. Thank you so much. So Matt, before we wrap up, what, what's the final message you kind of want to leave with everybody on tonight? Yeah. So I think my final message, first off, guys, thanks for having me. I think we reached up to like 200 people watching at once. That was crazy. I love doing this and like sharing some information. Hopefully you guys got some value. I think my main thing tonight is it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter if you have money, if you don't have money, you have time, you don't have time. It all boils down to, are you willing to do whatever it takes? Are you willing to make this happen? And not to sacrifice your happiness. Stay in your lane. What is your goal? What is your dream life? Is wholesaling, your, is wholesaling the thing for you? Or is wholesaling not the thing and maybe just being a real estate investor is? So figure out where you're at right now. Be honest with yourself. And if you're like, dude, I'm willing to do whatever it takes, then go make it happen and start taking some action, guys. Amazing. Amazing. Matt, thank you so much for hopping on. Again, Matt, where can everybody find you? Uh, YouTube, Instagram? Yeah. So guys, YouTube, Matthew Beard. You'll see this little cartoon guy up in the, the corner. I have 123 subscribers. So thank you all for subscribing. Uh, Matthew Beard, you'll see me there on YouTube or Instagram, Matthew Beard underscore. Amazing. Amazing. All right, guys. So um, for those of you that maybe hopped on late, missed the uh, announcement, we are on iTunes and Spotify. Search Sunday service on both of those uh, platforms. You could find us on there. Listen to past episodes while you're driving for dollars. Listen to the last episodes, guys. So um, Matt, again, thank you so much for hopping on and everybody go out there, take action this week. I think that was the, um, the story of this call is get out there and just go take freaking action. Peace. Make it happen, guys. See you later. Oh.